Jewish audio on Kaban.org. Continuing in the laws of Shabbos, Rambam, Mishnah Torah, chapter 16. Let me give a brief introduction which will help us understand chapter 16. In the flow of the laws of Rambam, we're learning here. We're going to be speaking about something which is called in Hebrew a karpif. That's the halachic word for it, a karpif. In English, an orchard area, a large garden area. Not really garden, but more of a field orchard area. Now, this particular area, the scenario here is, is that it's enclosed with walls. Or, it's elevated. Both the enclosure or the elevation would be the minimum requirement, which is ten handbreadths. 31.50 inches or more. So if it's enclosed, and if it's private property, so to speak, and it's not a public thoroughfare, it's my orchard, the question is, can I carry there? By Torah law, the answer is, of course I can carry there. It meets all of the requirements of a private domain. It's enclosed, or in lieu of enclosure, it's elevated... It's not a public thoroughfare. It's all good. So what is the problem? The problem with this place called the Karpef, which most of the chapter deals with, is that being that it's a wide open, uninhabited area, people are going to see people carrying. People are going to be accustomed to carrying. It's this wide open in the middle of nowhere area. And they're going to misunderstand. And they're going to misinterpret. And they're going to say, because I can carry here, in this carpet, I can carry in any public area. Not realizing that this is not a public area. This is a private area. Therefore, what happens is that our sages instituted a gzera, a decree, to make this area like... A Carmelite, or Carmelis, like a rabbinically prohibited area. And this is the law of when it is and when it isn't. Very complex law, which we're going to go into, into chapter 16. Aleph, Mokim Shalehukaf Ladira, a place. Mokim Shalehukaf Ladira, a place that was not enclosed was not enclosed for residents, because if it's enclosed for residential related purposes, this whole problem doesn't apply. If it's not enclosed for residential related purposes, its purpose is for its open space. Again, for example, gardens, orchards, or somebody encloses a place to secure it, but he doesn't do much of anything there. 
It's an enclosed place for open space. If its walls are ten handbreadths or more, then by Torah law, it's 100% private domain. To cause liability to one who brings forth from it to a public domain, the Hazaitic, one who throws something from it to a public domain, or vice versa, someone who extends from it to a public domain, or from a public domain to it, and we cannot carry an object unless there is an area of base sosayim epochis of a place where you can plant two saws or less, which means it's contained, it's a certain space and not larger. How much of a space? A space in which you can plant the measurement of two saws, and we're going to define a little later that that is the measurement of 50 cubits by 100 cubits, the courtyard of the tabernacle. But if it had more than this area, which it takes to plant two cubits, also the by rabbinic decree, one may not carry more than in one's immediate surrounding for Amos, like a Carmelis. Rabbinic decree takes a private property and transforms it to a Carmelis, which is a phenomenon. Bays, a similar situation. And so also, Amud, a surface area, which is elevated by ten handbreadths. Elevation is one of the manners in which we establish private domain. And it is wide up to the area that it takes to plant two saws. Not more than that. We can carry throughout. Because, again, it is the same size as the courtyard of the Mishkan. And our sages did not want to decree that an area the size of the courtyard of a Mishkan or smaller, where people carried during the time of the Mishkan. It was considered a private domain. Should not be a private domain. It's not worse than the Mishkan. But, if it was broader or wider than that area, it's limited to carrying only four Amas. Another example, you have a rock or a reef in the ocean, in the water, an elevated rock, like a little island, or a bigger island. What defines this as private property? If its elevation was ten handbreadths or more, it becomes private property. One can carry... I'm sorry, I said that wrong. Let's try again. If it was less than ten handbreadths, so it's not private property. 
You can carry from this reef into the water, from the water into the reef, because the water we learned earlier is a carmelis, and the reef area, because it's less than ten handbreadths, is a carmelis. You're carrying from carmelis to carmelis. What is carmelis? Carmelis is a rabbinic domain, not public and not private. But if this reef was more than ten handbreadths high, if its width was a minimum of four handbreadths up to this larger area of base sosayim, fifty cubits by a hundred cubits, being that it is considered its own private domain, and you're allowed to carry within it. Therefore, by definition, you may not carry from it into the water, from the water into it, because you don't carry from a private domain into a Carmelist. From a Carmelist into a private domain. Again, we learned earlier that a water area, a lake, a river, an ocean is considered a Carmelist. So now this reef, by its definition, is a private area, a Rishusayachid. You can't carry from the water to it and from it to the water. However, what if it was larger than that area of the 50 cubits by 100 cubits called a base sasayim, even though technically it is definitely a private domain, but it has a rabbinic decree attached to it. Hail the Osulatalta Bay. Being that by rabbinic decree it is forbidden to carry within it. Ella Ba'arba Amas, only the four. Amos, the four, an Amos is a foot and a half, the six feet around the person, Kikarmelis, the same law as a Karmelis. Because this is, as he says, such an unusual phenomenon where the sages did not make this decree, and therefore it would be permitted to carry from it to the water, from the water to it, even though you're going from a private domain, technically into a Carmelist. The whole Carmelist is a rabbinic decree. So the rabbinic decree doesn't apply in this unusual setting. Now he defines and he says in Gimel in 3, Kama he saw, what is this definition of this space called a Beisaw, which two of them makes up Sasayim? A Beisaw is Amo al Chamishim Amo. A Beisaw is... 50 by 50 cubits. Nimtza base sosayim, double that. Mokim shiesh bitishborte, chamesha salafim amo. So therefore, if a saw is 50 by 50, sosayim, two saws is 100 by 50, 100 cubits by 50 cubits is 5,000 cubits, 5,000 square cubits. Any place, any surface that has 5,000 square cubits. And the classical example would be the courtyard of the tabernacle, which contained 50 cubits by 100 cubits. Whether it was square, obviously 50 by 100 is not square. 50 by 100 is rectangle, rectangular. Whether it was square 
what would be 5,000 square feet in a square setting? About 70 by 70. 7 times 7 is 49. 70 plus by 70 plus. Shushiva mama b'shirayim, alshiva mama b'shirayim. 70 plus by 70 plus. That's a square. Of course, the square of anything is the number times the number. Bein shaya ogl, or round. We're looking at the total square footage. Bein shorat suras, or hexagon, octagon, whatever you want. Hareza nikra beis sasayim. It's still considered containing this acreage, this space. Which space? 5,000 square amas, like the tabernacle courtyard. Larger than that area, our sages said, we're making a decree, considering this an area, a no-carry area, because it will cause confusion. And that's the rabbinic decree of a karpef. Now the big question is, what is a karpef? What is not a karpef? Etc., etc. Look at the other one. The issue is, is this a residential area or is it not a residential area? Because if it's an area of residence, a residential area could be as big as you want it to be. A city could be a private domain. A city with an Arab is a private domain. So, the key phrase is, this was not enclosed for purposes of residence. Which has this measure of this 5,000 square. If its length is twice its width, like 100 by 50, so that it emulates the courtyard of the tabernacle. Then you can carry. Because our sages did not feel comfortable issuing a decree with something that mirrored the tabernacle area. But if it was more than, if the length was more than twice its width, even slightly, so it no longer mirrors the tabernacle courtyard, and it's not residential, and people will err. The decree applies that people cannot carry past their immediate surroundings of four amas by four amas. Discussed earlier. The only reason our sages said we're not going to decree in this Size area is because it emulates the Mishkan, but if it's totally misshapen, it's not even going to emulate the Mishkan. So if its length is more than twice its width, this exception to the decree will not apply. Hey, five. Mokim, again, if it's a place, Shehukah, which was enclosed, Shelei L'Shem Dira, not for the purpose of residence, because I'll say again, if it was enclosed for the purpose of residence, we don't care how big it is, then it's a private property. You have a house there, and you have private gardens there, and, and it's, it's a dwelling place. But here, it's enclosed not for the purpose of residence. How can you correct that? If you took the wall surrounding it, broke down a section, 
that was more than 10 amas. Remember, an amma is about a foot and a half. More than 15 feet by the height of 10 tfachim, which is 31, 32 inches. You broke down a section of wall. Then you rebuilt that wall. You say, I'm now constructing this wall. I have residence in mind. I'm thinking residence. Muta the Talta Bakula, that sanctifies the whole thing and it becomes residential. Because you had that space, you demolished and you rebuilt for the purpose of residence. Even if you did this one cubit at a time, you demolished a cubit, rebuilt it, demolished the next cubit, rebuilt it, until you demolished and rebuilt a total of more than 10 cubits. Now you have redefined this as a residential area. It could have a large distance. It could have many kilometers. We said earlier that a mil is approximately the length of a kilometer. It could have even many kilometers, being that it's residential in purpose then it's fine. The rabbinic decree of Karpiv does not apply. Six. A place larger than that, which was encircled for the purpose of residence. So it's good. It was enclosed for residential purposes. All good. The problem was it wasn't used for residential purposes. You can't just fool Mother Nature. If the majority of it was planted, it becomes like a garden area, not like a residence. And again, it's forbidden. But if only part of it was planted, if that 50 by 100 section was planted, then you're allowed to carry throughout the whole thing. But if the planted area was larger than that 50 by 100 area, also it is forbidden because it loses its residential definition and it goes back to its carpet definition. Not Aruba, if you planted the majority, then it becomes like a courtyard adjacent to a house, and you may carry. And what if it becomes flooded with water? Water falls into it. I feel the even if the water had depth to it. If the water could be used for something, if it was clean water, usable water, water is not worse than trees. You could use it. But if it's not usable because it's muddy, muddy and yucky, that it has that carpave decree where you can't utilize it for more than four amas. A place that was encircled. A place that was enclosed, not enclosed, not for the purpose of residence. Which has not two saws worth, which is 50 by 100, but three saws worth, let's say it's 50 by 150. And you took a third of it, the 50 by 50. Again, it has 50 by 150, which is too big. You took 50 by 50 and put a, put a roof on it, covered it. The fact that you've now put a roof on it makes it a warehouse. 
then that makes it permissible. Because the rule is that when you have the roof and it goes down, it closes it up. What if it is opened to a courtyard? And the courtyard's wall is open to it. The question is, can the courtyard still be used as a courtyard? The answer is yes. The Hakarpef, and this area called the Karpef, also Kishahoya remains forbidden. The fact that it is partially opened into a courtyard does not make the Karpef a courtyard. The Karpef remains a Karpef, the orchard remains an orchard, and the courtyard, the residential courtyard, remains a residential courtyard. What if it was more than those two saws, than the 50 by 100? It was more, it was 50 by 120, which is a problem where the rabbinic decree would kick in and you would not be permitted to carry. So you want to diminish, you want to reduce the area. You want to reduce it down to 50 by 100. There's an easy way to do it. He calls his gardener and he plants some trees. He plants thick trees, so now the open area is reduced. Ain't a meat that doesn't count. That's not a reduction. Bonabe Amud, Betsada Kaisel Gabea Asora, Virachab Shlesha Yeser. What if he constructed a construction, a platform near the wall, ten handbreadths high, three handbreadths or more wide? Harezemiyud, this would be a reduction. Because this platform reduces it. But if it's less than three handbreadths wide, it doesn't. Because the rule is, we've learned earlier, whenever something is less than three handbreadths, it attaches itself to the definition of the wall next to it. So it doesn't come out, it comes down. What if he kept three handbreadths distance from the wall, and then created a partition, this would work to reduce it. But less than three, it's not worth anything. Nine, what if he took the wall and added cement, plaster to the wall and made it thicker and thicker and thicker? Even though the plaster that he put on or the cement that he added could not stand alone, it's not framed, it's just on the wall. It still is considered a reduction. It reduces the space, making it usable. Meaning, not having the rabbinic decree of Karpef apply, because it becomes 50 by 100 and not more. If he moved away, from a mound. A mound is one of those things which establishes private property. He moved three away and he makes a barrier. Hey, oh, that helps. Also, But if he makes a barrier on the barrier, doesn't help. A barrier on a barrier does nothing. However, if the lower barrier was swallowed up in the ground, and the upper one survives, being that the upper barrier <coughs> was made with residency in mind, and that's the only thing that's visible, it helps, it works. You may carry, and the rabbinic decree of Karpev <clears throat> does not kick in. Ten rechavah shacheri botim yisayda beisosayim. 
What if you have a square that is behind houses more than this size of 50 by 100? And metalkel ba arba, You can only carry the four amas. Even if the house door opens into it, because it is a large area, the carpet decree kicks in. But if he first opened the door of the house and then he established the area, then it becomes established for the purpose of residency. Because you established it next to the house. It becomes an extension of the residence rather than a carpet area. 11. Here's a situation where the Chobah there's a yard, which is open to a city on one side. Now we know a city, if it's properly enclosed, can be considered private property. That's the concept of an Eruv. <clears throat> a city or a wall. A city. Uh, and now we have this area which is open on one side to a city, which is good. It attaches itself to a city. The other side, it's open to a Road to a pathway, which goes to a river. A river is a Carmelis. So you have a private property on the one side, the city, and a Carmelis on the other side. You can close the city side via and you can carry within it from it to the city. If the city is enclosed, enclosed, you'd base 12. Now we come into a whole different set of laws. And that is, Yochid, what if there's one individual, Sheshovas Bibika, who spends Shabbos in an open valley area. It's a flat area, it's wide open, and that's where he ended up Shabbos. And he creates a boundary. So now he's in a boundary area, which technically is a private domain. If it doesn't have more than this 50 by 100 cubic, uh, the 5,000 cubits, then it's fine. It has everything it needs. It's a private domain. It's closed. It's all good. But the problem is if it's larger than that, then he can only carry in his immediate domain. That applies to one person, or two people. If it's 50 by 100 or less, you can carry. If it's 50 by 100 or more, as we learned, the rabbinic decree kicks in. However, when there are three Jews or more who established their Shabbos in the valley... In this open valley, here it takes on a whole different definition. This is called a caravan. We're not talking about the SUV that's made by Dodge. We're talking about a group of people who travel through a desert area, a group travel. And there are different laws for group travel. Being that they are three or more, they can carry even in a larger area. As long as there is no area of 50 by 150 without any utensils at all, which are theirs. Utensils, meaningful stuff. But if there's just empty 
area of 50 by 100 or more, and stuff that they didn't need, then it becomes a carpet again, and the carpet decree kicks in. So you need three or more Shabbos observant Jews, adults, the a, to, to, to define the caravan for the purpose of Shabbos. The ain hakotten mashlim shiora. For this definition, you can't have a child. You need adults who are obligated to observe Shabbos. Thirteen shleisha what if there are three people, three adults, who, who encircled an area and established their residency there for Shabbos? So it's all good. And then, God forbid, one of them passed away. So now they're down to two. Being that when they established their residency, there were three, it's still okay to carry but if two people establish residency in an area too large for two people, and then they had a third one join them, they're not allowed to carry. Why? Because the establishing at the time of establishment of residency, that's what kicks in before Shabbos. But not dwelling there, the fact that a third joined them later doesn't count. Yudalit 14, Shleshem became a Samakov from Shalelashem Dira, Zemitzadzeh, three enclosed places, one adjacent to the other that were enclosed, not for residential purposes. So therefore, they have the above law. And one opens up into the other. The two outer ones of the are broad. And the middle one is narrow. So that the outer areas have extensions that come in on each side. There was one individual. In each of them, they can combine and they become like a caravan. And they can do whatever it is that they need. But if the middle area was wide, and the outer areas were narrow, now the middle one is like a pass to each of the side ones. It doesn't cause them to flow together. If there's an individual in each of these three areas, then it does not combine for it to, for there to flow items from one area to the other. The old definition kicks in. Each one has a maximum of 50 by 150. There was an individual in each, and two in the middle, two on the outer perimeters. That causes them to combine into one area. Now, from 16, from 15 and on, we begin to define what is a barrier. Any barrier any wall, any partition that cannot survive an average wind. We're not talking about a hurricane gale wind. We're talking about a normal wind. Eina mechitza is not considered a partition. A partition has to be able to survive normal winds. Any partition which is not constructed to last is also not a partition. 
And he partitioned that's only there for modesty, like a screen to change behind. And a mechitz is also not a partition. A partition is a partition, it's real. Any partition that's not at least ten handbreadths high, is not a real partition. What if there's a mound that's five handbreadths high and a partition on top of it that's five handbreadths high? That can combine to become a partition. What happens if there's a breach in a partition? Any partition that has more breach than not, there's more breached area than solid area, is not considered a partition. But if the breach area is equal to the solid area, then it's considered a partition and we may use it and do whatever we have to. Al-Eser-Amas, provided that at no point is there a breach greater than 10 Amas, greater than 15 feet. Abel eser because when we have 10 Amas or more, this is an opening. Therefore, if there is a doorway, which means a piece of wood, a piece of wood and a lintel over it, that's called a doorway. Even though it has 10 or more, it doesn't destroy the barrier because the doorway helps. As long as the breached area, the open area, is not more than the standing area. When does this apply? If the open spaces are three handbreadths or more or higher, there's a rule that says anything less than three handbreadths attaches itself to the ground that it's near or to the wall that it's near or is not really an independent entity. But if every breach is less than three handbreadths, it's permissible. Even though the breach exceeds that which is because less than three is considered attached and part of what is for example if somebody makes an enclosure which reads and there are no three tvachim between one and the other. enclosed with ropes. And there is not between one rope and the other three tvachim. Then it works. Even though it has horizontal without vertical, vertical without horizontal. But... The reed has to be at least ten handbreadths high. Or from the earth until the thickness of the lowest, of the highest, should be ten. If he's using rope. There never is a partition. Considered a partition if it's less than ten handbreadths. Now the question is, the Rambam brings out a very important question. And I'm going to pause for a second and say this is one of the most important facts in Torah law. How do we know all these? How do we know all these dimensions? How do we know all these rules? Where do they come from? The Rambam make it up? He says, no. Halacha lemoshe misinaihen. Shiurim, measurements, 
All of these measurements and minimums were handed down by God to Moshe and by Moshe to the Jewish people at Mount Sinai. This is what we call the oral tradition of Torah. And that has the full strength of Torah. These are not decrees that somebody makes up. It is the definitions which are defined by the rabbis. But the absolute measurements are halacha lemosha misinai. So you'll hear people say, shiurin, measurements, definitions of measurements, halacha lemosha misinai. They are handed by God to Moshe at Mount Sinai. The interpretations are then rabbinic. Whenever we talk about a door frame, which works as a partition, it's even a reed, or creates a bear similar, from one side, and a reed, from the other side, and a reed above them. As long as you have door posts and a lintel of some symbolic type, even a reed, it's fine. Now, don't believe for a minute that a door could actually swing on the reed, but it works. How high do these standing upright side reeds have to be? The height of the two posts must be ten tvachim or more, not very high. Remember we said a tefach is 3.15 inches, 31.50 inches or more. Two and a half, three feet or higher. And the reed on top doesn't have to touch the two side posts. Even if there's space between them. Being that the height of the side post is at least ten tvachim or more. This is called the shape of a doorway. We imagine as if it flows further. But this doorway, the Kabbalah has to in some form or another be able to hold some kind of door or another. Obviously, not necessarily a steel door. I feel a delish shall kash, even a straw door. But it has to be able to work for some kind of door. 20. Pesach Shetzurosi Kippa. What a, about an entrance that's an archway? An archway starts very, very low. If the legs of the archway, the bottom of the archway, have ten then it works. But if it's not, it's a problem. An entrance that was made at the side of a partition rather than the center doesn't work. Doors are not in corners, but they're usually in the middle. 21, what could be used to make a partition? The answer is anything. Utensils. You could use food. You can make partitions with watermelons. You can have people create partitions. Afila bibhema animals, wild animals, I mean, uh, domestic, non-domestic animals, birds, obviously they have to be bound in place, otherwise, uh, you know, here today, gone tomorrow. <laughs> it has to be stationary. in order that they not move around. So anything could make a 
partition, which is an, actually a very interesting law. The human being, of course, does not need to be bound because a human being is intelligent. 22. A partition which arises on its own accord, it just happened, works as well. A partition which happens on Shabbos is considered a partition. If it happens inadvertently, you may carry on that Shabbos. If the one who did it did not have in mind, if the guy intentionally did it, even though he thought you were allowed to, also the Taltabah based Shabbos, you can't carry on that particular Shabbos. Mechanim Nas is amazing if it was made intentionally. And he did not intend to carry. He is forbidden to carry. 23. You can have a whole bunch of people creating a partition, creating a wall. If one person stands next to the other, next to the other, they will create a wall. As long as one person says, hey guys, you stand over here next to each other, that's fine. But if he tells them in order to make a partition, that's not fine. They shouldn't know. Or the person who tells them to do it should not be the one who wants to use it. But someone else should do it. 24, Elon, a tree, which, whose branches hang down very generously, a massive tree, and its branches hang down almost to the ground. If its body, I'm sorry, if the branches are not higher than three hand breaths, then you can fill in between the branches, we all love between the leaves, teven, vakash, straw, and stubble, the kashin, ba'aretz, and bind them to the earth, achiyamid, baruch, metsuya. They will withstand an average wind, and they won't flap. <clears throat> so the branch is hanging down with the fillers that you put in, tied to the ground. That itself becomes the partition. So the tree is a self made partition. <clears throat> you just bound it and filled it. Provided it doesn't exceed the area we talked about before. But if it does exceed the 50 by 100 Amos area, then the Karpef decree, rabbinic decree, kicks in. And you can only carry four Amos. Because under the tree is not considered a place which was enclosed for residential purposes, which again is the key word to the Karpev syndrome, is it has to be enclosed for residential purposes in order for it to be a residence. If it's not enclosed for residential purposes, then the rabbis did not issue the decree if it's up to 50 by 100 amas, like the temple courtyard, but if it exceeds that, then the carpet, and it's not enclosed for residential purposes, then the carpe for rabbinic decree kicks in and it becomes a carmelis. <clears throat> or like a carmelis, prohibited to carry outside the immediate space. This represents the end of this chapter.